from from the book of First Samuel. First Samuel, chapter thirty. First Samuel, chapter thirty. time, read that entire chapter. For preaching purposes, let's look at verse 6. These are the words that you find there. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the souls soul of all the people were grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Just for a few minutes this morning, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. I could almost sit down there because that speaks for itself. You you do know that. You do know that there are some times when you can't get a pat on the back to save your life. Sometimes there ain't nobody around to say nothing good to you. You have to learn how to encourage yourself. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, how, how wonderful it is be able to carry out your Christian duties and to carry them out in an environment of encouragement. Carry them out in, a, in an environment of support. All of us, whether we realize it or not, we are just sort of wired up like that. We, we do better and we go further when we are encouraged. Encouragement, my brothers and my sisters, is so important to us in the body of Christ that God has gifted some folk in the body with a special gift just to encourage other folk. And you love to work with these folk. You, you love to be around encouragers. You're going to do anything in the body of Christ. You're going to work. You want to be around somebody who knows how to say you're doing good. You want to be around somebody that will every now and then, yeah, congratulate you and say that you're doing a good thing. You love to work with these folks. They are a pleasure to serve around. They are a pleasure to serve with. I'm talking about encouragers, people who are encouraging. They always have a kind word. They always will give you a pat on the back. They'll always a word of blessings in everything 
that you do always an acknowledgement and a thank you for everything that you do. Now, so much of that goes on so much and so many kingdom workers and, and the, the, the problem with that, and it's a good thing when people encourage, it's a God-given gift, but sometimes uh, we have been encouraged so much until kingdom workers sometimes have become addicted, have become addicted to praise. Many times we become addicted to encouragement. Whether you realize it or not, my brothers and sisters, the church is full of addicts. <laughs> I say the church is full of addicts. Now, I ain't talking about what you're addicted to, but I know that the church is full of addicts. Full of folk who are addicted and can't function well without continuous encouragement. Can't function, can't do anything well unless somebody is heaping praise on them and telling them how good. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, there are folks who are addicted to that. They, they always got to hear their name called. I always got to give them a pat on the back. I always got to be giving them a plaque, or some kind of certificate or something. That, they are addicted. Are y'all hearing me? Addicted to being encouraged. But David, in the text today, will tell us that while encouragement is good, while it will give you what you need to keep on going sometimes, while it will make you go further and make you do better, David says, you and I don't get addicted to it. Are y'all hearing me? It's all right to get it. It's all right when somebody will encourage you. But David says to you and I, don't you get addicted to that. And the reason why you don't need to get addicted to it is because sometimes in this life, you will find yourself in situations where there is no encouragement to be found. I wonder if I got one witness in the house. You will find yourself in a place where encouragement is just not there. I've discovered, my brothers and sisters, I've discovered in my short life, <laughs> i discovered that, that encouragers sometimes don't show up. I've discovered that sometimes those encouragers, those folk that like to pat you on the back and tell you you're doing good, sometimes they, they don't show up. I've always wondered about that. I always wondered about that because fault finders never miss. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Naysayers never miss a meeting. Are y'all hearing me? Negative folk don't ever miss nothing, but but sometimes encouragers just don't show up. The lesson that David sets out to teach you and I is that sometimes you just have to encourage. Are y'all hearing me? If ain't nobody else saying nothing and nobody's there to pat you on the back, sometimes. You just have to encourage yourself. 
We know a whole lot about David. We know much about David. We know a lot about his success. We know much about how he was a success, a successful yeah, in his reign over Israel. But, but what we may not know is all that David had to go through to get to the throne. We admire him on the throne. But, but, but you don't really know what he had to go through to get to the throne. He, he, even though he had already been anointed, David had already been anointed for the throne, but yeah, he still had to go through some stuff before he got to the throne. You see, although he had been anointed to be the king, the throne was not vacant yet. I just said something. He'd been anointed to be the king, but the throne wasn't vacant yet. And and, and, and brothers and sisters, uh, he was anointed. And that, that's a word that we like to use now. It's, it's, it's in our vernacular now. Everybody talking about being anointed. I, everybody got such a great anointing. And yeah, he's so anointed and she's so anointing. But what you got to realize is that an anointing is just part of what God does. Y'all didn't hear me. Anointing is just part of what God does but you got to understand there are two parts of that thing God anoints and God appoints y'all better hear me up in here not only does he anoint it is God who appoints and whoever God anoints in his own time in accordance with his divine plan that person then will be appointed are y'all hearing me if he anoints you, if you sit down somewhere and wait, you'll turn. Are y'all hearing me? Once he anoints you, uh, yes, yeah, sooner or later, he will appoint you to do something with your anointing. I'm trying to help somebody up in here because the body of Christ is being turned upside down by a band of anointed renegades. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I say the body of Christ is being turned upside down by a band of anointed renegades who have a genuine anointing but could not wait on the Lord to appoint them. Are y'all hearing me? A genuine anointing but making a mess out of everything because they can't wait on God to give them an appointment. Folk who are truly anointed by God. Folk who are truly anointed by God but got impatient and couldn't wait on God's appointment. Because of that, because of that, rather than being a blessing to the body, they're wreaking havoc in the body. But David shows us, David shows us that although you may be anointed, you have to have the wisdom and the patience to wait on the Lord for instructions. No matter how anointed you are, you got to be able to wait on the Lord to put you in that place he has anointed you for. Here in this particular story, David's life, David's life, it's pointing his life, he shows us that 
there are times when your encouragers won't be there. And, and, and even sometimes, those who, those who have been your encouragers, those who used to be encouragers, can turn to critics. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say, sometimes, your encouragers ain't there, and folk who used to be encouragers, they turn on you. Y'all ain't hearing me. And it's true, it's during that time that you have to learn how to encourage yourself. Set the stage here. Set the stage here. The young David had just killed giant Goliath. You remember the giant that had been terrorizing Israel and He'd been terrorizing the whole world. And, and, and the word is getting around that this young boy has killed this giant. And the word is getting out. And the women in the city, they come up with a song, made up a song. Look at chapter 18, verse 7, a song that encourages. It, it's a song of encouragement. And, they're, 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 all they're doing is, is, is encouraging David. They Listen at the song they made up. The song says, uh, Saul, the king, has killed his thousands. But David has killed his ten thousands. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah that, that, that's pretty encouraging, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, patting you on the back, telling you that you've done something the king couldn't do. That's... That's pretty encouraging. But then look at the next verse. Verse 8 starts by saying, Saul, the king, Saul was very angry. And verse 9 says, Saul eyed David. <laughs> That's a strange word, E-Y-E-D. Saul eyed David. From, you ever give anybody, anybody ever give you the eye? <laughs> Said from that day on, Saul eyed David. He <laughs> kept his eye, y'all hear me? He kept his eye on David. So we find David, after all that praise been heaped on him, he, he got to run. Got to run for his own life. He's got to run from the king. A king who is envious of him and a king who is hunting him down to kill him. He's so eaten up with envy and Eaten up with paranoia? Yeah, because he thinks that David is trying to steal his throne. You see, my brothers and sisters, everybody can't handle your anointing. I said something right there. Said, everybody can't handle your anointing. And, 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 and yeah, yeah, you, you got to know that. You, you got to be able to read this thing. You, you see, you think they don't like you. But, but it really ain't you. It's the anointing that is on your life. Are y'all hearing me? They, they are all right with where you are right now. But they're sort of jealous of where God is carrying you. They, they really can't handle what God is doing. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. It ain't you they don't like. It's just that they peep your hand. Y'all need to hear this. Yeah, it ain't personal. It ain't you. It's what God is going to do with you. Eh? 
people will read your anointing. But David, what would have me warn you, don't get the big head. It's not you that they're making such a fuss over. It's God's anointing. I wonder if anybody knows it's God's anointing that makes the difference. So, David is running for his life. But even as he runs and even as he hides out in caves, even as he's trying to save his life by running, folk are finding him. Folk are finding him. People are still drawn to him. And one thing about the anointing of God on you, no matter where you go, folk know who you are. I wonder if I got a witness here. And one thing about the anointing of God, you ain't got to wear a sign. Somebody knows who you are because of the anointing on your life. Folk were still drawn to his anointing. Chapter 22, chapter 22, while David was hiding out in a cave, the cave of Abdullam, he's hiding out in a cave, hiding for his life. The Bible says that 400 men with their families found him. <laughs> Y'all hear me? You ain't got to try to look for somebody to lead. If God has anointed you, they'll find you. Y'all hear me? They will find you. 400 men and their families found him and they placed themselves under his leadership. Get this now. He's running from the king, running for his life, and he's out there trying to hide, and folks still find him and see the anointing of God on him. They see the greatness of God in him, and they put themselves under his leadership. How encouraging in a time of distress to have folk find you. You running for your life. You are down and out. Folk find you and say, you the man. Y'all ain't hearing me. Folk find you and, 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 and they remember. I, we remember you. We know what you did. You, you're the one that killed the giant. We heard stories about you killing lions and bears with your own hand. He wasn't looking for them. They found him. Because David was on the run. Because he was on the run from King Saul. Yeah, he's out there all by himself, but they found themselves, put him under, put themselves under his leadership. David trained these men, since, since you're out here, he trained them as soldiers, and they began to go around and fight a little renegade army. <laughs> David put his, yeah, he, he is out there hiding, got these little men, got them all trained together, and now they are renegade soldiers, and matter of fact, they go help out anybody that they need to help out. they they just that powerful. Matter of fact, they joined the Philistines. The, the, yeah, the, the, the Philistine, whole Philistine army, they went and joined and helped them in a lot of their own battles. Now, these are the same folk. You remember the, 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 the giant? He was one of the Philistines. You remember? Yeah, yeah, he, the one he killed. But those folks say, well, we know who you are. We know you can fight. Come on and fight with us. Since they done thrown you away, since, since Israel don't want you no more. Come on. And so they began to walk around, go around with them. That little renegade army, they would go around and fight. They, they, they respected his anointing. They remembered what he had done to the giant. But now here comes the problem. 
There came a time that the Philistines were set to go to war with Israel. David's hometown. They, they were set to go to war with Israel. And, and so the leader of the Philistines got together. They, the leaders of the army got together and they said, now, blood is thicker than water. He's been doing a good job. They've been doing a good job fighting along beside our side. But, but we're getting ready to go up against their folk now. This battle that we're going into now, not sure we can trust David. And these men to fight against their own people. Had this conversation, leaders of the army said, we're going to fight against Israel. Maybe we better send David and that crowd home. Maybe we better send them back to where they came from. It wouldn't be a good military move to take them with us. So what they decided to do is let David and his men sit this one out. Since we're fighting against your own folk. So David and his men went back toward the cave, back to the places where they were living. But when they got back to their homes, they found out that while they were out doing battles, while they were out fighting with the Philistines, going along with them, that the Amalekites had invaded their city. They had burned their homes to the ground and they had carried their wives and their children away in the captivity. Can you imagine the sadness? We've been out, we've been away battling and not thinking about our, our, our responsibility and we get back home and our families are gone. Wives are gone, our children are gone, our houses have been burned down. Verse 4 says, David and these men, they were so distraught that they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. But then, with the men, their sorrow turned to anger. And all at once, that anger had to go somewhere. And guess where that anger went? They all turned on David. Are y'all hearing me? They all turned on David. Their anger was turned toward David. And they even talked about, we need to stone this man to death. The very folk. Are y'all hearing me? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Look at, think about it now where David is. The same folk who used to sing your praises. Y'all ain't hearing me. The same folk who have encouraged you to keep on keeping on. The same folk who came to you and put themselves under your leadership. And now they have turned on you. Now they have turned on you and now even talking about destroying you. Same folk who were just encouraging you. Same folk who were talking about how good you are and same folks who telling you keep on keeping on. What, what happens when your encouragers turn to critics? What happens when, when there is nobody around to speak a kind word? Note now that can't overlook this. David lost his family too. 
His wife was gone. His children were gone too. Are y'all hearing me? He, he, he was just as grieved as everybody else. But seems that nobody cares about his pain. They are just so busy blaming him for, for everything that has gone on. But look at what David does. Verse 6, and I'm almost through. It says, David encouraged himself. Are y'all hearing this? David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it's good when there's somebody around to speak an encouraging word to you. It's good when somebody is around to pat you on the back. It's good when there's somebody around to give you the push that you need. But the truth is, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, sometimes they ain't there. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Sometimes they are not there. And at that time, you have to learn how to encourage yourself. That's exactly, that's exactly what David did. He encouraged himself. He encouraged himself, but, 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 but let me point out, let me point out before I sit down, that he didn't encourage himself in himself. And that's, that's where we mess up. See, we, we encourage ourselves, but we encourage ourselves in ourselves. Think we all of that in a bag. You can't encourage yourself. In your, are y'all hearing me? You can't encourage yourself in yourself. Yeah, you can, you can stand before people and act like I'm all of that, but you got to go home and get in the mirror. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, yeah, you can act, you, you can fool me, but you got to go home and look in the mirror and you'll realize that you ain't all that you, th- are y'all hearing me? Sometimes you have to encourage yourself, but you got to understand how to encourage yourself. He didn't encourage himself in himself. According to the word of God, he encouraged himself in the Lord. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, one way, one thing you can do to encourage yourself in the Lord is, uh, and I'm going to help somebody here, check out his past performance. Y'all ain't hearing me. You, you want to encourage yourself? And the Lord, uh, look back at what God has already done. You, you'll find yourself saying through many dangers, uh, toils, and snares, I've already come. It was grace. God's grace that brought me safe thus far. It was grace that will bring. Sometime you just got to check God's past performance. You got to remember what God has done done in your past. You got to say, I faced this danger before. I've been in an impossible situation before. I stood alone before. But when I look at God's record, y'all ain't hearing me. Anybody ever had to check God's record? You check God's record, you'll find out he has never left me alone. He has never been a time. Y'all ain't hearing me. Check God's record. Say, God's record, you have to agree with Andre Crouch. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for the morrow. There have been times that I felt like I was all alone, but in every situation, 
God gave me consolation that my trials come to make me. Are y'all hearing me? Check God's record and you'll find out that through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I learned to depend upon his word. But not only that, encourage yourself in your relationship with God. Are y'all hearing me? You somebody just because you know him. You somebody just because you're his child. Encourage yourself in your relationship with the Lord. David encouraged himself by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Are y'all hearing me? The Lord is my shepherd. I may be down and out, but I have a shepherd who walks with me and he talks with me. My friends are gone. Uh, nobody left to speak a kind word, but listen to him encouraging himself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Listen to him encouraging himself. In Psalm 27, he says, uh, they're talking bad about me, but the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Are y'all hearing me? Listen to him encourage himself when the wicked, even my enemies, come upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumble and they, y'all ain't hearing me. They stumble and they fail. Doing hosts to the camp against me in my heart, I will not fear. He goes on and says, Wait on the Lord. Y'all ain't hearing me. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He goes on and says, in a time of trouble, he's encouraging himself. In a time of trouble, uh, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in his secret place of his tabernacle. Will he hide me? He shall set me on a rock. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, yeah, he closes out saying, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will uh, strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say. Oh, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Are y'all hearing me? Every now and then you got to draw deep down from the depths of your soul. And just admit to yourself, I don't possess houses and land, fine clothes and jewelry, sorrows on cares uh, in this long world. Uh, my lot seemed to be, but I have a Christ who paid the price way back on y'all hearing me sometimes uh, you gotta encourage yourself yeah sometimes you just gotta go back into your memory bank here yeah. in the old prayer meeting back home uh, and say like a ship uh, that's tossed and driven uh, on the restless sea of time yeah are y'all hearing me uh, then you get to the verse that said the lord will uh, the lord will uh, Make a way somehow, yeah. Somehow, uh, you got to encourage yourself, yeah, by just looking at Jesus Christ, yeah, and the finished work on Calvary's cross, yeah. There's victory in the cross, yeah. How he died uh, for your sins and my sins. Yeah. If nothing else does it, uh, think about how they nailed him uh, to an old rugged cross. Yeah. How they laid him uh, in a borrowed tomb. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that early Sunday morning he got up, he got up. Uh, 
power is in his hands sometimes. You've just got to encourage yourself. Don't think that there's always going to be somebody around to pat you on the back. Don't always think that that person encourages don't show up all the time. Sometimes they turn on you. But you've got to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. If you're here today and you're unsaved, you need to connect with somebody who can keep you encouraged. I invite you to connect yourself with Jesus Christ today. He's our eternal encourager. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. He's an eternal encourager. And if you're here, let me just invite you. If you don't know him, you haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior, you need to accept him. This ain't about joining church. This is about getting it right with him. You need to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're here today and you're not saved, if you're here and you don't have that relationship, you can get that just by coming today and saying, I believe that. I accept what he's done already on Calvary. If you're here, somebody ought to be moving. Now, if you're unsaved, you ought to be moving. You don't have a church home, you ought to be moving. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. Yes.